When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, and then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. I'm Leo Phillips, host of This Must Be The Gig. We're a weekly podcast that documents everything about the world of live music. Speaking with choreographers, costume and set designers, the people who run beloved venues and festivals, and, of course, speaking with musicians about that one gig that changed their lives. Get your peek behind the curtain at consequenceofsound.net, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with... The interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. I'd like to thank all of the subscribers. Hi. I'd like to thank all of you all for checking out the series every week, uh, multiple times a week. New uh, episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Appreciate you sticking through all of those. If you, uh, if you can leave a review or uh, give the series a rating or just say hi in the comment box. That's always awesome and helpful. And if you're not a subscriber, uh, please, please do hit that button. Wherever you're listening from right now, there is a subscribe button. We will deliver every episode to your preferred listening device straight into your eardrums. We make it very easy for you. I really do promise that. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, Filter. I'll be talking with Richard Patrick. About Filter's second record, uh, title of record was the name of it, their sophomore album that came out 20 years ago this year. This is the one, yes, that has Take a Picture on it. It uh, it arrived with the single Welcome to the Fold, 
And the best things was also a huge single off of that that I love. We're going to be talking about all of those songs right there and how they arrived to the sound of this one because it was different than Short Bus, the, the album, the debut one with uh, Hey Man, Nice Shot on it. There were more textures. There were those electronic sounds that kind of appeared through it that, as uh, Richard will tell you, he had kind of put on the back burner since his days in Nine Inch Nails. So we're going to get the story about all of that. And he also tells about the big inspiration for this record. At the time, he was secretly dating Darcy Retsky of the Smashing Pumpkins, who at that time was married. It was a secret affair that uh, you hear on the record as not only is she on the album singing on the song Cancer, which Richard will tell us about that experience as well, but the breakup too. It's all there. And it was very raw. And when you hear the record now in that context, you can hear it coming through those vocals. And then we'll jump closer into the present. It was just a few years ago that uh, Richard had done the uh, the score to the movie Last Rampage. He's been doing a lot of film scores throughout the years. Last Rampage was one he did with his brother, Robert Patrick. Not only started the movie, but also also starred on the soundtrack as well. They found Richard in a more, you know, a Southern rock, Americana, almost Southern Gothic sometimes feel. So I'm going to ask him about that. And the new record. He is working on a new album. Let me tell you, he's got really big plans for this one. New sounds to the extreme, as he will tell us. So the scoop on that one as well. Let's jump into it. It's Kyle Meredith with Filter. Well, let's start with the time machine jumping because, uh, you know, part of the conversation you're having this year, it is the 20th anniversary of Filter's sophomore record, title of record, which was such a monster of an album and one of my all-time favorites, especially of that decade. So coming off of Short Bus, Hey Man, you know, became such a huge hit for a lot of artists. And you had had history before that record, but for a lot of artists, it sort of became the what I'd say, you know, the opportunity of the second record. Do we try to replicate that? Do we completely branch out to something different? Was that mindset ever there for you going in? Because you were able to play with more sounds on the second album. So we signed to uh, Warner Brothers because it was an artist-orientated label. It was uh, let the artists do exactly what they want, and we'll try and figure it out after the record's done. So... In the beginning, Short Bus was a collection of like eight-track demos that I flushed into a record. And I knew Hey Man, They Shot was a massive hit. I just, we just wanted to like, should we put the record out without any other hits on it? Or should we just kind of go back in the studio and, and like, and take our time and, and do it? And I was like, hey, let's just put it, put something out because it's super fun. And I want Hey Man, I Shot to, to go out and do some work for us. So it was it was kind of like two kids in suburbia again with uh you know a drum machine and you know a sampler and and honestly the inspiration behind that record was Ween Pure Guava really because they used a four track and it was genius it was like they 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 limited themselves to this technology that wasn't a big shiny beautiful studio and they they said like it can't be it can't go beyond this technology and 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 like they put that record out and I don't know if they did anything with that record but it was genius they just I love the fact that they were thumbing their nose at not only you know the the mold of hair metal it was it was electronically punk it was I'm avant-garde because I'm using this technology and I'm never going beyond a four track. And it said that in their contract. (laughs) So I was really blown away that like two knuckleheads can get together and just make great music 
and kind of thumb their nose at the industry of studios. And, you know, because back in the day, you want to make a record, it costs like two or three hundred thousand dollars. And, you know, there was this there was this pressure and, you know, you know, the studio was like, you know, four hundred dollars an hour. And you had to get in there and you had to be awesome immediately. I mean, you saw Sound City, right? With right. Dave yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we're like, you know. A lot of people, you know, but we wanted to be like the, the crazy kids with, you know, a refrigerator full of beer and like a drum machine and put a record out. And that's what, so that's what Short Bus was all about. Short Bus was all about two knuckleheads with a computer and a drum machine getting together and, and playing music and um, recording guitars improperly. And using a drum machine, like, you know, not even a drummer, like just drum machine, you know, it's easier, it's cheaper, and it's the way of the future. You know, it was just, we were just goofing off, really. So that's what Short Bus was about. And the title of record, title of record was, um, I had been dating Darcy uh, from the Smashing Pumpkins, so I was constantly around, like, the Pumpkins and Billy and... uh, you know, and they were they were an inspiration in the record in the sense that he's like, well, you should do other things other than just drop D. You should try like you know other stuff. And I listened to that, and I, uh, you know, Darcy was she, she put her femininity into to filter and take a picture. I was like, well, here here's here's a here's a song that I think could be could be pretty cool and, and do some work for us and. You know, and that was the most feminine, like, beautiful thing I'd ever done. And I knew that the record company was going to be shocked because here they had the two drunk kids in the house, you know, in Rocky River. And now all of a sudden they've got this artist that's wearing nicer clothes and, you know, he's got some money now and he wants to build a studio and he's got a drummer. You know, so it was a massive departure. And they and they said, like, you know, this is a huge departure. Howie Klein came in and listened to Take a Picture. And he goes, how are your fans going to react to this? And I was like, I don't know, dude. That's your job. <laughs> like, uh, literally putting everything on the label and saying, I'm not here to be. I The last thing I want to be is 60 years old wearing a schoolboy's outfit, uh-huh. jumping around the stage, doing my shtick right. at 80 years old or 70 or whatever the hell. I, I don't want to be wearing face makeup and wearing some outfit that I picked out when I was 20 with, with monster boots. Now, some people love that. Some people are like, you know, I got a friend from, from, a, from a band. He, he, he found his his niche and he he services just those people you know he's like heavy metal is my niche and i'm never going beyond the boundaries the conservative boundaries of heavy metal long hair check you know black clothes check you know upside down cross check uh you know it's 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 like it's like it's it's never going to go beyond what that is and so for filter i was like uh I'm alternative, you know. I, I see myself as more like a Chino, or a, a Billy Corrigan, or a, a, a Kurt Cobain mm-hmm. than I do, or Trent than I do the guy who's got to wear the makeup. I don't want to. I don't want to be 75 years old wearing makeup, jumping around the stage, doing that stuff. That's not my life. That's not who I am. It's like I change. I grow. I'm an artist. And see, that's what Warner Brothers was all about. That's why I brought them up. Because to me, it's like 
if you're not growing, if you're not if you're not challenging your audience, then what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't it be amazing if, if if all of a sudden Little Pump in like five years was like politically driven, and he he'd grown up a little bit, and it wasn't about you know coming in the mouth 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 in the mouth mouth mouth. It was actually. It was actually like we 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 gotta we gotta like take care of each other. <laughs> like, I mean, it would be it would be quite a shock. But if he could pull that off, that'd be amazing, right? And see, for me, it's like being an artist is 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 it's like you've gotta you've gotta try some other things. And so the bad news was that when Take a Picture came out, a friend of mine said, "Yeah, my son heard Take a Picture. He said Filter went. We've gotten soft." And I was just like, "Wow, really?" And so. That's the danger of of like going against the grain and going against like, but that's kind of the, that was the reaction of, of some people. It's like, and see, for me, it was like, no, no, if you get the record, you've got Welcome to the Fold. And Welcome to the Fold was just this amazing, like totally just, so to, for the listeners, that Welcome to the Fold is the first song on the record mm-hmm. of title of record. And it just kind of lays waste that like we're, that we've chilled or we've 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 gotten soft but welcome to the fold is like this gigantic um indulgent just massive eight minute song that's all screamed out and you know and just vindictive and someone was suing me at the time and i was mad about it so i just scribbled it in the in the in the note notepad you take my money you know and i and that that to me was like, no, I've established that the record's still heavy and still mean, but because I'm a human being, I have different emotions, and I'm, I, I would hope that my voice can, can be used in other ways, and, you know, I can. I have a very flexible range, so why not do, like, pretty falsetto at the same time as screaming? So that's why the record has legs, but at the time, it was a real big gamble for the label. The label was like, wow, you, you're total, you're not two knuckleheads anymore. You're a band. You're wearing leather. You're buying expensive cars and you're, and, 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 you know, and you're hanging out with, you know, you're hanging out with, uh, you're hanging out with some other amazing people that have influenced you a little bit and, and, and you're, you're, you're developed. How are we going to market that? You know what I mean? And, and they still did. And they, and they put it out and they put it out with, with force, with energy, with energy behind it. And I think that that's kind of how the record has legs all these years. Because you can finally hear, like, okay, if you get over the initial sticker shock of, wow, Filter is melodic, and they put chords together, and they sing in falsetto, is once you kind of get over that hurdle and you listen to the record and you live with it, 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 becomes, a, it becomes a great big journey. Yeah. And so I think there's talk of... Um, I don't want to speak out of turn, but there's there might be talk of me doing title of record and short bus on short bus's 25th anniversary next year. Oh, cool! Going out and doing short bus, which is only the, the record's only 40 minutes long, mm. and then doing title of record right after it to show the 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 growth. And since we just did we just did uh, title of record, we did title of record start to finish just a few days ago 
in Los Angeles, and it was it was just really epic to hear it all back to back like that. So I don't know. I'm very proud of the record. I'm I'm extremely. It took a lot of risk, and um, you know there was a lot of secrets in that record. You know, I I, I didn't want to talk about my then girlfriend at the time, Darcy Retsky, because she was also Darcy Retsky Brown. She was married at the time, and she had an open uh, relationship uh, with her husband. And so like I was, it was I was when I sang that song. I'm not the only one like I meant it like like for real I was living it it was a real thing it wasn't just some pop song I put together you know it was it was lived you know and that's that, there's something in those vocals you know there's every single time something would happen to me that was important to me like I would flip on the mic and just start recording and and it and it grew out into this gorgeous record called Title of Record and I can't be more proud of it knowing everything that you've said recently uh, about her being the inspiration for a lot of these songs she did the backup on cancer, right? She's actually on the record. Yeah, we had to disguise her. Well, she kept saying, "See, this is the thing. This is the thing." She's like, "Rich, can you sound like a little boy? Like, like take a picture. Can you sound like like a little boy?" And I was like, "You mean like stay, or you know, like like you mean like that?" And she's like, "Well, not not like that, but like because that's what she did with Billy. She was like Billy." Try and sound like a boy, like a like a little kid, like like sing as soft as possible, and then she would double his vocals. So the the Smashing Pumpkins that everybody knows and loves is half her. Like right. she's like sh- she's singing those vocals with Billy in a in a very kind of Darcy way. And, like, it's part of the Smashing Pumpkins OG original sound. Mm -hmm. You know, the original gangster sound is like her. So when she was telling me how to sing Cancer, because she was, she was, she just happened to be in the studio that time. She was like, are you, are you going to sing it heavy like that? I was like, I can't, I can't figure out how to sing this. And she was literally right there. And she's like, sing it like a little boy. So I sang it my way. And then she goes, let me do it. Let me do it. And she comes in, she lies on the floor. She puts the mic down in the middle of the floor. Like we put the mic right over her face and she's lying on the ground with like a pillow and she's sitting there and she's like, okay, now record, now record me. And she records the song and she's like, Hey, my child. Like, I can't do it because it's so soft. It's, <laughs> it's really hard to sing soft, by the way. She does it and she does this gorgeous take. And I'm like, well, how can I, I'm like, can I just use that? Can I just use you doing it? And she's like, well, I guess so, but you're going to have to change my name because the record company's never going to let me put this out. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, cool. So we changed her name and I think it was Miss Blue or something was, I can't remember how we put it on the record, but it was great. Yeah. I was, I was like, yes, thank you. I can't sing as good as you, you know, you do it. So it's interesting just hearing, you know, now listening back to the record because I love this record and, and I can, it, it's one of those records where I can pinpoint the moment I heard certain songs, you know, like the great records in your life that, mm-hmm. that kind of lead to that. But kind of getting the recontextualizing that, you know, as you've been talking about it more and more openly this year here, like you can, you can hear the emotion. Like, and as you said, you know, just when something happened, you flip the switch and there's the song. It's like, oh man, I can hear that now in a way that I, like when I first heard Welcome to the Fold, my jaw dropped. It was a powerful moment. I believe the first time I heard it was the video premiere, you know, and you've got the desert and the cube and all that stuff out there. And, and and not even just that first line, but that I'd kill your father to destroy his seed. And you're like, wow, this is rough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's hard. See, that's the thing. Like, the reason why I love Pantera is not because the rest of the guys, you know, and I and I jokingly say that, but 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 Dimebag and all those guys and Rex and and Vinny, it's not because they had long hair, right? Right. It's because Phil shaved his head. <laughs> And was hard and was the meanest man in the world when it came to the heaviest, toughest human being on the planet. And that's why I loved Phil, because it was heavy, but in a totally punk, you know, you're looking at his shaved head and you're kind of like, I hope you're not a skinhead. I hope you're not like you're, you know, I hope you're not in prison. But he he was so freaking tough. And hard that that made me like kind of, that that made like me reassured to be like yeah I'm just gonna scream about your dad's seat like I it's not I'm I'm so over you I don't even want you like there's already too many of you I want to talk about castrating your dad you know I'll kill your father to destroy his seat that's the that is the worst thing that you could possibly say to I think the only thing worse is like hey you know hurt your mom to destroy her you know it's it's awful but you know that's art art has to reflect everything it has to be everything and that's why I was like well that's the hardest song ever written you know Welcome to the Fold is the hardest song ever written and you know it, it caught the attention at the time of like you know Howard Stern and all like what is he saying i'll kill your father to destroy his seed <laughs> and it's on the radio yeah. <laughs> you know like what they so it was you know you got to reflect your surroundings and you know that's how mad you get sometimes and it's not but see the funny thing is with me is in the song welcome to the fold when we perform it now I, I say, Mom, Mom, I'm home. Mom, Mom, where's that shotgun? Mom, some kids are making fun of me at school. Where's the shotgun, Mom? And then, like, I change it to, like, hey, Mom, forget that. Mom, where's my microphone? Where's my guitar, Mom? Mom, where's my where's my drum machine? Instead of, Mama, give me my medicine, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's like it's turned into this whole thing of, like, no, Ma, just give me my mic and my guitar. That's what I'll do. Forget the gun. Forget the gun. Give your kids – forget – the point is – don't give your kids shotguns and weapons. Give them microphones. Give them drum machines. Give them DJ equipment. Give them a computer. Give them, like, like that's the best way to live out mm-hmm. revenge is by doing well and screaming into a mic and making tons of money and flying around the world. And it's not showing up to school to kill your friends. You know, it's not, it's, it's not a weapon. Right. Because you're going to get over it. Right. Everybody in high school who's listening to this, you're going to get over it. You know, I was sued. I got I lived. Guess what? I lived. You know, I was mad at the time, but it's the way it is. It makes great arts. And it does. And, you know, and I feel like I could go through the record and, and so compliment it. Because the best thing was my favorite then. It's probably still my favorite now. I, I, I freaking love that song and kind of the connection to Can't You Trip Like I Do. I mean, that seems like an obvious thread anyway to kind of how it led into this uh album i guess when you started playing around because because even with the drum machine that you know that that first album it's not so evident but you really start playing with that which you know considering the era it also was you know twas the season uh, i guess for for that sound but you really well, made it something special well see i was avoiding it see because i was in nine inch nails mm-hmm. i was avoiding synth 
specifically synthesizers. Uh, and I was like, we got to do our thing. You know, it's already bad enough. We got a drum machine because Trent's all over drum machines. But like, it's already bad enough. So we got to like use the guitar. And 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 I was like, I know how to play guitar enough, but I want to make like sounds that were like from the guitar. But we we took them, put them into the computer, turned them around, dropped them down an octave, grabbed one little segment of of like a feedback and like use that as a melody as opposed to playing a melody on the guitar. It's a long involved process, but it's more original to do something different uh, with the guitar uh, and, and do something. I mean, you know, Pete Townsend recently said you have done, we have done enough with the guitar. Like that's the, that's the reason why rock is dead. And I think he's, he's kind of wrong because you can still mess with it in a computer in a way that I'm doing right now, even for film score. Like I'm, I'm still discovering new ways to like mess with a guitar in, in, but it's, it's all computer based. So trip like I do was the blatant like excuse to go ahead and, you know, and, and, and push the envelope with, with synthesizers because it was, you know, it was the crystal method and the crystal method thing was for the movie Spawn, and it was a great excuse to get together with them and go, okay, now what? You know, let's let's really dive into like synthesizers and 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 stuff like that. And then for for title of record, I got more into like owning a studio, having drums, knowing musicians. I knew a lot of musicians after after Short Bus. It was kind of like I was only like in Nine Inch Nails. I was only around Trent, and then like I didn't hang out with any other musicians. And then I went down to back to Cleveland to do t- uh, Short Bus, and it was still like we we had tried to like hire a drummer, and the band that found out that I was talking to this drummer found out and like attacked me at the grog shop in oh. Cleveland, Ohio, and like you can't steal our drummer and i'm like okay cleveland's so small that like they only have one drummer (laughs) so i gotta move to chicago to flush out the band for for short bus because you know short bus was yeah sure we used a drum machine on the record but when you play live why not have a real guy play drums you know and you know boom here comes matt walker who was then stolen by the smashing pumpkins you know so that's how it is with drummers you you, you lose them fast you know what i mean you either make them a member of the band like larry mullen or you you know they they get swept out right uh, right out from underneath your feet just like my drummer right now chris reeve who plays uh drums for us has got swallowed up by uh tom morello and then avril lavigne yeah so avril lavigne so so literally Chris Reeve is on tour with Avril Lavigne, and and that's just the way it is with drummers. I mean, you know, as soon as they join Filter, they're available for <laughs> for anything else as as well. And that's kind of the truth because it's it's so you know every day I flip on a computer and I don't know what's going to happen. You know, because I've I've already expanded and grown over the years that like you know I've I've covered all my bases. You know, like you you could get a pop song like Take a Picture. A few years ago, we released a song called Surprise, which was just gorgeous and sounds a little bit like Take a Picture. And then you know, on this last record, you know, Crazy Eyes, we released a record Crazy Eyes, and it went more industrial, it went more computer based with Umi Capello playing guitar. So the, the world of discovery is still out there, and I. And I still challenge myself to to create new sounds and and, and new emotions, and you know we'll see what happens. Yeah. You know, well, you kind of get that. I mean, you did the uh, last rampage score was a couple years ago, 
probably two or three years ago now that that came out, right? And yes. I mean, that, that and that I love that kind of filter. I'm sorry, that no pun intended. <laughs> You know, that that sound you're pushing out there because it is that different. I mean, you're almost going in sort of a, I don't know, an Americana thing every once in a while, that desert blues area. Yeah. Well, you know, I read the script and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's Southern. Actually, the song that they needed saw a song for the opening credits. And I got together with Bob Marlette and I was like, who just happens to be Leonard Skinner's, you know, producer. And I was like, let's write some Kentucky Fried music right now. Mm-hmm. And he was like, all right, let's do it. So we wrote this song uh, that was, you know, straight up, just rock and, you know, Southern rock. And that's because the script needed it. And for me, it's like, all hats are off. You, you have to take on the, the persona of the movie. And, um, you know, my first film was with uh, Jim Carrey, and that was straight up industrial darkness. Mm-hmm. And um, I, that's that's. I wish that was available. It's not available yet because uh, for some reason they didn't put it out. But some of my scores do end up uh, available for everybody. So look for them. But yeah, I, I, I film. Film music is completely a different animal for me right now because I'm just literally I like I meet with directors and I sit down and we talk about like the different angle of music, the different instruments you can use, and it's just a whole new world for me, and I really love it. My former boss and I used to talk about it all the time back in the '90s. We would talk about how how just making a cool sound like Mark Isham, you know, like uh, some just drones and different sounds like that. That was just like stuff we loved, and but we had no place for it really in our rock bands and um eventually someone asked me to do it jim carrey and i i love it it's amazing to turn on a computer have a film with no music on it whatsoever and just like you know just like a painter just paint in like these sounds and textures and emotions because it's literally i mean you know some of these scenes you can be working on something that it just it's it's just like wow it, this is this is how it is mm-hmm. you know it's just it's just like is this going to be any good like you know and then the next thing you know you put just a simple piano piece underneath it or just a simple little you know violin or 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 you know some synthesizer and boom the mood changes so hard and all of a sudden it's like wow this is a movie you know and and um i love that i i i think it's amazing and you know <clears throat> i don't tour as much as i used to I love it. I love playing shows and everything, but you know, I like my I've got kids and I want to see them grow up. So I it's it's a great excuse for me to stick around, you know, Hollywood and and and, and hang out with my kids and have almost like a 9 to 5 existence where I I, I go to work at like 11 o'clock in the, in the morning and then stay there for five or six hours and make music for a film and then come home and then help them with their homework. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's good to be 51. If it, you know, when, when you've got like other things in your life besides jumping around on stage, like a crazy, a crazy little monkey. I adore all ends of music. I, you know, whether it's making brand new records or performing live or doing music for film it's just awesome and i'm so thankful and grateful that i can still keep making music and having fun with it i mean it's it's been an amazing life for me to be you know looking back you know i mean you know 20 years ago i released a record that like i thought would have killed me you know what i mean like if i tried to do that record the way I did, I mean, it's, it was method acting. 
it was I'm I'm not gonna write a, a love song, uh, uh, you know, from a place of like being a naive, naive little 19 year old kid who hadn't seen the world yet. I'm writing a love song, losing you know one of my the most important relationship, and and literally like drinking over it, and and t- t- you know t- taking drugs, and like and like you know all right before this kicks in, turn on the mic and let's see what happens, you know like. <laughs> You know, taking a bunch of Xanax and like a sip of tequila, and like, okay, let's see what happens. You know what I mean? Like, give me the mic. You know what I mean? (laughs) That that methodology of recording, I I gotta say, something was captured in those moments. It's it's tough as a recovering alcoholic to to admit that like you've got to really conjure those images. You've you've really got to get into the what was that guy's name? The the method actor Strausberg. But it's 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 just this method of like you literally meditate yourself into this person and and you go for it and you live this person. And that's what I was doing for the record. I was like, I'm I'm actually breaking up with my girlfriend, turn on the mic. And 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 being dangerous and, and being on drugs and and driving recklessly and and just you know being crazy being a, a nut and that's a massive gamble you know that that you know I, amalgamate I can't necessarily say it worked you know amalgamate was it was looser it was crazier my thoughts were getting jumbled that was pretty much like the drug addict record and it still was a great record but it was not as focused. And, you know, that's the thing, you know, and that's what got me sober was kind of, okay, wait a minute, Amalgamate's a great record and I love it, but I know that personally I could have done better and I can admit that, you know, and, you know, that's, that's what is sobriety. That's sobriety is being able to, to, to look back and go, Hey, you know, things didn't work out, but like I'm, I'm healthy now. And, and that's, you know, and then I went on to do Army of Anyone, created a band with, with, you know, arguably some of the greatest music makers, you know, of all time, Robert and Dean DeLeo mm-hmm. and Ray Luzier. You know, so life hands you lemons, you, you make lemonade and you, you go on and you learn from your, you learn from your mistakes. And, and that's what, you know, that was the lesson of uh, Army of Anyone. You know, it's like that's, that's the life experience I gave to Army of Anyone was, was health. And, and finding your, you know, your salvation, whether it's, you know, a piece of music or something else, you know. And so it's in, it's important to always put yourself in music, and that's what I've done, and that's what I've tried to do. And I think Title of Records, one shining example of, of, of the work I've done over the years, and I just want to keep doing it. Well, I'll, I'll end with uh, actually quoting uh, Amalgama with where do we go from here? Because you've you've talked about, you know, you are making another filter record. Do you do you take what you're doing on the film? Do you allow yourself to kind of put all these new sounds into it, or does it need to sound like filter? Well, there's definitely see, there's definitely I'm 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 getting together with other musicians. I want to be with this record. I want it to be as extreme as possible. I want every song on this record to just reflect a completely different thing from the next one. So this might be the audience-crushing record that I hope of all the records, because I literally am like, if we're going to be heavy, let's do like, let's be like fucking real, like, like, like super heavy. And then like the take a picture type of angle is almost like ambient music, mm-hmm. like no vocals, <laughs> like 
Like, it's so soft, I'm not even singing. Like, you know what I mean? It's, but I, I, I'm, I, I'm really, really looking forward to, to showing the world. Some of it's already been kind of almost put out. There's a song called Thoughts and Prayers, and, and it's about gun violence, but it's not overtly about gun violence. It's just, you know, it's like, hey, you know, uh, I think the line is, you know, thoughts and prayers, posts and shares. I'm bleeding out of open wounds, but I got your thoughts and prayers, you know, like from the victim's standpoint. Um, so some of it's pretty heavy and in your face. Um, a lot of it was kind of inspired by, you know, our current administration and, 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 you know, what's going on in America, the division in America. But now I'm, I'm kind of going into this, this, this weird ambient phase that's going to be short lived because that stuff's fun to make, but it's, it's not, it's fulfilling to listen to. So I'm getting back into, so it's just all over the map and, and it's, it's gorgeous. It does sound more epic but you're going to have to wait until we figure out how to. Re- I, 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 I'm, I'm hoping it'd be like maybe seven songs, and all of those songs encapsulate uh, a totally new feeling that takes you on a road like Title of Record did, which was just start to finish, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, beginning, middle, and end. And I think that that is missing in our single-driven kind of landscape that is music. You know, the people that buy Filter Records. All, you know, 10,000 of them, bless their hearts, thank you so much. Those guys expect records, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know. My audience expects a record that's, you know, that they can get on vinyl, that they can, you know, that they can listen to from start to finish. And and it should take them on a journey. It should be more like a movie and not a TV show, not an episode. You know what I mean? It, it, It should be something that, it won't last two hours, but it'll... It'll 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 hopefully take you on a journey like all great records do, and I hope to aspire to be like some of the the amazing artists that I've listened to over the years. Obviously, and I mean every time I kick on my computer, every time I get together with someone, I'm trying to outdo title of record. You know, I'm trying to outdo all that stuff. You know, and I, I, again, it's just an honor and a privilege to be allowed to be able to do it. You know, so um, a lot of gratitude. Yeah. Well, all that is is really exciting. Like the way you're painting this uh, this new record, however it lands, uh, I'm on board. <laughs> that sounds really awesome There's to me. There's definitely anyway. some cool stuff. You're gonna really love it, Richard. It has been so great talking to you today. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Uh, I really appreciate it. And, you got uh, it. I I appreciate it. I hope I didn't ADHD too much and go down the rabbit hole on some things, but I I, uh, I try and keep everything on point. <laughs> <laughs> You're a really fun interview because you're really easy. Uh, yeah, I, I, you, you put a cup of coffee in front of me, and I'll tell you everything you want to know. I mean, it's not that hard. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for taking the time today. Uh, I'll see you, you when we see you. Yeah, I, I, I love Louisville. Right. Love it. All right, man, take care. Louisville. You got it. Talk to you soon. And my thanks, Richard Patrick of the band Filter. Uh, title of record, the 20th anniversary edition of that is already out. Came out back in August 2020. Also uh, will be the 25th anniversary of Short Bus, as he mentioned there. And I look forward to that new music as well. And thanks to you for checking out the episode. Uh, before you get out of here, if you're not already, please do uh, hit that subscribe button to keep up uh, with the series. It is the best way to hear what all of your favorite artists are up to. You can uh, find us at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. 
Stitcher, Podchaser, Acast, etc., etc., etc. Subscribe any of those places. Give the series a rating. Leave a review. Say hi in the YouTube comment box. Uh, whatever you got. Whatever you're inspired to do. After that, head to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, and bonus interviews. And again, that's WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound has your music and film news. You can also find me on social media, at Kyle Meredith. They're all the same addresses, at Kyle Meredith. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Can you hear that weed whacker? Not much. Not really at all. Yeah, you're fine. I mean, I live in the suburbs. (laughs) Really? You start that now? (laughs) It's like fucking suburban nightmare hell. (laughs) The weed whacker's out here. It's just, it it fucking rained yesterday. And now we, I'm just kidding, dude. I'm, I'm totally just kidding. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.